0: Alright, good evening. Welcome to the Big Red Bench. It is Colin with you until 7 o'clock and we got plenty going on for you between 7 o'clock. We're going to be talking in depth, very in depth about... Um, we would have been talking a lot more about it to be honest. That The whole show tonight would have been about Cork City if they had... Uh, clinched the result and got the win last night and had been crowned champions Uh, we'd spend the whole hour talking about Cork City but nonetheless we will spend uh, quite a bit of time talking about Cork City and uh, their defeat to Galway last night up in Galway disappointing City had taken the lead through Barry Coffey early in the second half there was wild celebrations from the Cork City fans we were all delighted we thought it was done and dusted and then Galway got back into it two quickfire goals and it meant Galway went on to get a 2-1 win So how it leaves it now at the top of the League of Ireland First Division table is Cork City are still in a great position. I mean, we're all a bit disappointed with last night, but Cork City are still in an absolutely fantastic position heading into the last few games of the season. They're seven points ahead of Galway now, albeit Galway do have a game in hand, which they'll play before Cork City play next. So that game in hand is in two weeks time for Galway against Treaty. So if Galway win that, the gap is down to four points and then both teams will have three games left. Cork City have three fixtures to come against Wexford at home, against that loan away and the final day of the season, now, the 21st of October is against Bray at home. So basically, Cork City know what they have to do after last night's result. They have to win two of those three games, regardless of what Galway do. They might not even have to do that if Galway start losing games as well. But assuming Galway are winning, Cork City have to win two of their last three games. So any way of winning those two games will be enough for Cork City to be crowned champions. Who knows? One win might do it. Who knows, if Galway lose all their games and Cork City lose all their games, Cork City will still be crowned champions. There's many permutations still, but uh, Cork City still in a great position, but uh, just disappointing that they didn't clinch that league title last night. But uh, you'd still fancy City to be champions and you still fancy City to be back in the Premier Division next season. So we'll hear from... Cork City's assistant manager Richie Holland in just a little while his reaction to last night's game Colin Healy was suspended Colin Healy has a three match ban now from the touchline Um, the Cork City manager for uh, the incident with the referee when he was sent off a few weeks ago in Turner's Cross so Richie Holland was in the dugout last night uh, manning and running things and we'll hear from Richie his reaction to that Cork City defeat last night uh, in just a little while and Rory will be here to chat to us as well uh, as myself Rory kind of reflect and analyse the game last night and we'll also chat about Cove Rambler's uh, a disappointing result for them 3-1 they were defeated last night by Athlone down in St. Coleman's Park which leaves Cove now bottom of the League of Ireland table the rock bottom of the League of Ireland table now Cove Ramblers in the first division Uh, Athlone have actually leapfrogged them Athlone were bottom for the whole season pretty much and Athlone are a poor sight Um, and they leapfrogged Cove last night but uh, there are still some games to play so hopefully Cove don't finish rock bottom Uh, but they will be down there there, thereabouts come the end of the season in a few weeks time and not a whole lot of football um, across in England this weekend um, in the Premier League at least there are a few games but by no means a full programme of games again there's one postponement today uh, Brighton and Crystal Palace I think that game was actually postponed before the Queen passed away due to a train strike anyway but I'd imagine it would have been possibly postponed regardless today and two of the big games then are postponed tomorrow. Uh, Man United and Leeds which would have been a cracker of a game uh, one of the early kickoffs tomorrow is postponed that'll go ahead in a few weeks' time now instead due to the Queen's passing and also Chelsea and Liverpool postponed due to the Queen. It's because they're both big games they both require a lot of police officers they both require heavy policing and they just don't have enough police in Manchester uh, and spare police in London to police those games because they've redeployed so many police officers to deal with uh, the the big queue for for the Queen's lying in state, to deal with the traffic management for, for the whole week of the Queen's mourning and obviously to deal with the Queen's funeral that's going to be on Monday, which is now Bank Holiday Monday in the UK. So there are some games uh, going ahead. Tomorrow you have Brentford and Arsenal is going ahead. Uh, A game, again, that won't require the same level of policing. And also uh, Everton and West Ham is going ahead in Liverpool at Goodison Park as well. And there were uh, a couple of games today. One of those games is underway. It's Tottenham up against Leicester. And there have been a few goals already in the first half. 34 minutes on the clock now. It is Spurs 2, Leicester City 1 is how it stands in that game. So let's get a latest update there uh, from that game at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium from Ian Beach.
1: It's Tottenham 2, Leicester 1. Tottenham were 1-0 down and inside 22 minutes they are 2-1 up. Eric Dier, the scorer, this was a corner from the Tottenham left, taken by Perisic, right footed, swinging into the near post. Dier got up the highest and with a glancing header flicked the ball in at the far post. Tottenham 2,
0: Leicester 1. It sure is and it was Tielemans who had given Leicester the lead after six minutes from the penalty spot. Harry Kane, who else? Harry Kane equalised on eight minutes, two minutes after that penalty to make it one all and as Ian Beach just said there, Eric Derek Dyer adding a second now for Spurs 2-1 at the score at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium there were two other games today in the Premier League earlier as well on what we said is a, a quiet calendar of games this weekend but uh, there was a few games on and one of them involved the champions Manchester City and it was at Molyneux Wolves against Man City Man City were victorious they got a 3-0 win and sure of course like it wouldn't be a Man City game these days without your man getting on the score sheet Erling Haaland he's been phenomenal since he arrived he got another goal today Adam Jury was there watching for us at the Etihad. Man City strolled to a comfortable 3 0 win over Wolves and climbed to the top of the table in the process. A series of emotional tributes were paid to Queen Elizabeth II before and during play. But it only took 55 seconds for City to take the initiative when Grealish tapped in from close range. On 16, Halland scored his 11th of the league season to make it two. A reckless foul by Collins on Grealish saw Wolves go down to ten men on 33. City lane confirmed the win on 69 with a Phil Foden finish. Full time at Molyneux finished Wolves nil, Man City three. Yeah, he's phenomenal and he's breaking records already. That's 11 goals in his first 7 games now for Man City which is an unbelievable return from Erling Haaland and if he keeps going that way he's going to break all kinds of records this season and over the coming seasons and he also got one of course in the Champions League the other night as well so he is banging him in for Man City it's his 14th goal in total because he is uh, 2 in the Champions League now uh, or 3 in the Champions League I think and 11 actually in the Premier League so it's his 14th goal in just 9 appearances for Man City I mean that is unbelievable stuff altogether. Jack Grealish he has expressed his gratitude to Pep Guardiola he got a goal today as well as we heard there for sticking by him during a tough start and he got a goal today and uh, Pep is saying that he trusts every one of the players including Jack Grealish they
2: have to play for themselves they don't have to say thank you or my confidence of them. I have confidence of all of them. They have to play for them. The best of them you have to play every single game. And this is what we're looking for. And of course, I'm happy for him, for the victory and uh, his incredible personality to play.
0: Yeah, that's Pep Guardiola there uh, speaking about uh, Jack Relish after today's 3 0 win against Wolves from Man City at the Etihad Stadium. Now, uh, the other game in the Premier League today was Newcastle and Bournemouth. They played out a 1 all draw at St James's Park, and Stephen Goldsmith was there watching.
3: Newcastle won, Bournemouth
4: won. Well, we saw a good game of football break out in the second half after a poor first 45. Both sides fancied it and went for it. For all Newcastle's intent and possession, Bournemouth always looked dangerous on the counter. Philip Billing opened the scoring, arriving in the box ahead of Nick Pope to poke it in the corner. The lead didn't last long though, VAR sending Craig Paulson to the monitor where he decided there was a handball on Lerma.
0: Alexander Isak stepped up to score the spot kick, his first at St James's. Newcastle won, Bournemouth won. So that was the uh, the remaining game in the Premier League. No trouble with postponements in the Championship. Pretty much a full programme of games in the Championship today and uh, a good day for the leader of Sheffield United. They had a 2-0 win over Preston and they are now three points clear of Norwich at the top of the Championship table because Norwich only played out a one-all draw with West Brom and Reading are in third place now. They're going ahead of Burnley in third place after a 1-0 win there against Wigan. So um, a couple of teams already pulling away at the top of the championship. Um, Burnley are right up there. Sunderland are right up there as well. Um, And uh, it's going to be an interesting season in the championship, as it always is. But you'd fancy Sheffield United definitely to be getting promoted after the early few games. There's uh, been 10 games played in the championship now so far this season. So we're starting to see it take shape. Uh, Other sports-wise today... Plenty going on really around the place and in the golf, Rory McIlroy's level par round of 71 today. It's left him just one shot off the lead after the third round of the Italian Open. He's doing well recently, McElroy. He sits on nine under par. He's just won back from the outright leader, Matt Fitzpatrick of England, heading into the final round tomorrow. So best of luck to Roy McElroy in the Italian Open. It'd be nice for him to rack up yet another win this season. And uh, it's been nice as well for another Irishman, Ireland's Matthew McLean. He's booked a spot at next year's US Open and the US Masters after winning the US Mid Amateur Tournament this afternoon. He edged compatriot Foley 2-1 and one to win at Aaron Hills in West Wisconsin in the United States and the victory secures McLean's entry into the two majors now uh, the US Open and the Masters for 2023 which is a pretty damn good achievement in fairness to him uh, in rugby Leinster they have begun they have begun the new United Rugby Championship season with a narrow 33-29 victory at Zebra new boy Jason Jenkins he crossed over for the Blues before the home side battled back to secure a losing bonus point in Italy but it was a victory nonetheless for Leinster and a winning start in the United Rugby Championship not so good for Munster, unfortunately. Uh, Munster were beaten today. Munster beaten by Cardiff in their opening game of the new campaign. Jacko Sullivan Jack O'Sullivan even scored a try, and Ben Healy he kicked two penalties as Munster picked up a losing bonus point. Uh, the final score there twenty points to thirteen. And there's uh, one other game. It's an interpro derby, in fact, later on at Kingspan Stadium at seven thirty-five. Ulster hosting Connacht now we will return as I said to Cork City because it is the big talking point this weekend and we wish we we had uh, we had a whole show to dedicate to Cork City being champions and to Cork City having gained promotion last night and uh, we will do that in a couple of weeks fingers crossed if things all pan out the way we hope but for now it's on hold because they were beaten 2-1 by Galway last night as I said Cork City took a lead early in the second half Barry Coffey with the goal for City he ran to the Cork City fans wild celebrations I mean I thought it was great I thought was great a lot of people were giving out about it. I thought it was great to see the lads running on the pitch and going mad and celebrating because it was potentially a league-winning goal. Um, but the Galway security and so on weren't happy about it. So uh, uh, the less I say about that, the better, to be to be condoning. Uh, uh, but, um, I, I mean, you expect those kind of celebrations in those kind of situations. I mean, if it's happening in every game, it's a different matter. But, um, yeah, so it wasn't to be for Cork City. After that, there was a six-minute delay In the game, uh, the referee wanted to clear the pitch and he overreacted really, in my opinion. And then uh, play resumed and Galway equalised and almost immediately they got another one and it was 2-1 and that's how it stayed and it finished 2-1 to Galway unfortunately last night but look Cork City still 7 points clear at the top of the league as we mentioned Uh, Galway do have that game in hand but City still in a very good position let's get the views of Richie Holland who is the Cork City assistant manager but he was in the dugout last night because Colin Healy is suspended uh, for 3 games so uh, Richie was chatting after the game In Galway last night
2: Yeah um, It was Probably five minutes Of madness really Wasn't it um, I thought overall In the game we, we had an element Of control In terms of With the football And I thought Defensively We looked solid But it was just That five minutes Of madness really Where we just Couldn't deal with The balls into the box uh, Just a small bit Unlike us really like, you know? But um, we thought we created enough Chances tonight We had to Twice Keep him pull off one or two saves as well, you know. That that we could have uh, came away with the win, you know. Yeah, they didn't really have that much up to, to them, did They,
1: they weren't in troubling
2: us. No, not really. Yeah. No, no, no. I thought the boys at the back did well. They defended the box well, you know. I thought we stopped the crosses and, and stuff like that. And we were, like we knew we knew their dangers coming into the game, you know. In terms of uh, the boy um, Stephen Walsh and who we were ruining that, you know, when he came on and that whatever. But it was just whatever happened that five minutes, we just lost uh, lost a little bit of control, you know. And then trying to get back into a. Few changes you made, and a bit yeah, at the end, yeah. Look, it's 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 always one of those at the end where you you're you're hoping the ball wouldn't fall to one of our players, and that that we can uh, get a finish. You know, but uh, it was just one of those that you know on the night that I think got saw the game well. You know, in the last couple of minutes, you know, they, I think they were cute in terms of the way they they uh, they killed the game and so on. You know, so look, look, we'll we'll go again. You know, it's uh, we're still in a great position. I thought tonight we were. We were decent in patches, you know, I thought we created enough chances They said to, to win the game, you know, but look, we uh, dust ourselves down, we go again. Yeah, we got the Munster Cup final and then quite a break for the next league again. Yeah, we got one Senior Cup final on Monday against Cove. Um we'll give give an opportunity to, to players to, to get some game time and so on, you know, but uh, again look it's a it's an opportunity to win a trophy. Um Yes, then I think we have uh, two weeks off before we play Wexford at home, you know, so look, big games keep coming, you know, uh, same three points Wexford as it is here tonight, you know, so we just have to get ourselves ready, you know. Just on tonight, actually, did the, did the break of play affect you at all, do you think? Or? Um, I think, I think you know, after 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 you score, and I think at that time we were, we were dominant, you know, in terms of chances and possession and so on, maybe it did affect us a little bit, but look, there's no excuses, we should still, still manage that. That, that period of the game there, where where Galway uh, put us under a little bit of pressure, you know. So very much still in your hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Three games, two at home. It must be. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Look, look, it's yeah. look, it's yeah. football at the end of the day, you know. Look, the, do you know the results like this happen? You know, look for us, it's it's about getting back on the training ground, doing things properly, and, and doing what we've been doing all season. Do you know, uh, going going out, scoring goals, defending well, and so on. You know, and I've, I've no doubt, look. The, the the group will be ready for for one a couple of weeks' time.
0: I suppose. What's the mood like in the squad? Because I know there's a lot of talk to see they go win it up here. Is it deflating, or is it more? Look, we still in our own hands. I think, I think a bit of both. Really, I thought,
2: obviously, the lads were, were were hoping. We all were hoping that that we could finish off the job as early as possible. You know, but look, we we're under no illusions. Coming up here is always going to be tough. You know, um, but just on the balance of the game, I suppose it is a little bit disappointing when you go one up that you can't see the see the game out because obviously we expect an onslaught from Galway, but there was obviously spaces then going the other way as well, you know. So we we, we were hoping that we would get opportunities, which we did probably I get opportunities to to, to go to and up and that was probably the difference, you know. But look, as I say, look, it's uh I, I, I think we 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 all would like to be all teams would like to be in our position. Really, like in terms of where we are in the league and what we have to do, you know. So we go again, you know. And just like Andy Gilchrist, with the best of forms I've seen this season by individual at the Cork City jersey. Yeah, ali has been brilliant all season, you know. Look, we've, we've we've been a little bit unfortunate that he's missed a, a large proportion of the season. You know, he's um he's a leader. You know, he's one of the experienced players Look, we've
0: we've, we've got a young squad and players like Ali are are, are very important to us. You know. Yeah. So that was Cork City's assistant manager and technically the manager last night in the dugout, Richie Holland, giving his view on Cork City's loss to Galway United last night, a 2-1 defeat for City up in Eamon DC Park in Galway. City had taken the lead, as we said earlier, through Barry Coffey, but uh, Galway battled back at two quick quick-fire goals and it wasn't to be and um, disappointing for City because they would have been champions if they had won last night and now it kind of opens it up that bit more as it stands. Galway still in the hunt They're seven points behind Cork City but they do have a game in hand to play before Cork City play again City don't have a game for three weeks so City could go into that game just four points ahead of Galway with both of them having three games to play so anything could really happen Yet uh, Rory O'Hagan uh, is joining us now as well who was out, uh, watching the match last night too and Roar, it, it's it's almost all to play for again really isn't it
3: yeah, we were speaking about this just
0: amongst ourselves during the week
3: when like John Caulfield spoke to me after the the Co Ramblers game last week and he said I like congratulate Cork City the worldly champions and like um, we tweeted that out and a lot of Galway fans were quite angry about it um, saying that like you know it's a disgrace for John to say that when it's still had to play for and John seemed very very sincere um, in his um, words and basically said look City are worldly champions they're, they're, they're fantastic looking like it was a big dose of mind games from young John Caulfield <laughs> because uh, Galway took their uh, point uh, took all three points last night you can't say they didn't deserve a call. either cause they were no. in the second half uh, and yeah. uh, as you mentioned the gap is now seven and they have a game in hand they win that it's down to four with a couple of games left and it, it, it's squeaky bum time it's uh it's not over yet And there's there's more twists and turns To come in this title race Yeah I mean like City went so close last night Going to goal up And you're thinking Right this is it City going to be league champions Happy days And then Quick fire double from Galway to Two goals in two minutes And they, they take all three points It was just one of those games I guess But look Yeah maybe that um, That uh, that mind games Is looking like a bit of A, a masterstroke from John Caulfield Last week
0: All the games between Galway And Cork City Have been very very close This season I was speaking to Colin Healy About this on Thursday And he knew it was going to be a tight game. It was a very, very cagey tight game, especially in the first half last night. You kind of thought when City got the goal and went ahead that they'd probably push on and win it. But I mean, John Coffey made a couple of changes. It looked like he knew exactly what he was doing and Galway got back into it. It was very tight again and there's not much really separating these teams all season. So it's not a massive surprise that Galway got the win last night and that it's going to possibly now... If Galway win the game in hand against Treaty possibly go down to the wire. I mean, it could still go down to the last game or the last two games of the season.
3: Yeah, it certainly could. Look, it's it's, it's certainly looking that way at the moment. It's it's uh, it's 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 very exciting. Um, not so much if you're a Cork City fan. You want to, you want to <laughs> be the champions. You want to get that promotion under the belt, and you want the that stress to go out for the rest of the season. let the rest of the season be a party. But I mean, like it's it wasn't the for City last night, obviously. Um, John Coffee made the changes, and they mattered last night. Uh, made some good changes. Um, Charlie Lyons, his, his overhead kick last night was spectacular. Edge Brilliant, box, yeah, yeah, overhead kick. Corkland celebrating um, as he should. Um, but like, um, do you know, Wilson who came on. He scored the first goal. Uh, Bastion Heary came on. He he made a big difference. He was just in those pockets of spaces. Uh, in the middle of the park, and um, he just uh, made all those gaps, and uh, and, and City were sh- slow to respond. City got a, a great goal from Barry Coffey He took a shot, deflected, admittedly, uh, but going past uh, Conor Cairns into the net. And look, he he got goal up. And you think, right, this is going to be on kick on now and try and go and get a second, but. The game was delayed for, what, call them five minutes? Six minutes? Well, I think minutes?
0: it was about six minutes the game was delayed for, which I, I'd like to get your view on this as well, Roar, because I think that it was a bit of an overreaction from the referee. Fair enough, the fans ran on the pitch, and and you don't want fans running on the pitch at every game, but you can kind of understand it in this situation it was possibly what would be a title-winning goal. The lads were, they were delighted, they were up, they were celebrating, they were having a great time, and the fans were off the pitch again pretty quickly, but the stewards we're still on the pitch and a lot of people have seen comments on Twitter and things today about this they're saying that the stewards remained on the pitch for too long and the referee could have just got them off if he wanted there weren't any fans on the pitch after maybe a minute or two but the referee looked like he was going to take the teams off the pitch and like we've seen pitch invasions and bigger pitch invasions than happening games in the League of Ireland you see them all the time in Dublin derbies between bows and rovers and things and there's never a question of the, of the players being taken off the pitch mm. so What's your view, Rory? Do you think the referee overreacted? Did he, did he make a meal out of it? And, crucially, did that take Cork City's momentum away and, and maybe slow down the game a bit?
3: Uh, well, I'll talk to your first point. Yes, I think it might have be been a little bit much. I mean, like, talking to, to people who were up there, they were saying that the A was, wasn't was wasn't the best up mm. there anyway. Looked like they were unprepared for the City fans, even though, like, City fans had sold out. The away and earlier on in the week, so it comes as no surprise there was a big Corksy travelling crowd there. I thought the referee was going to abandon the game at one point, and uh, it looked like he might have been might have been in discussions with That would have been a madness. Done. That would have been a
0: total overreaction.
3: Yeah, and like like it took six minutes for the game to get back on. And as to your second point, yes, it did affect City's momentum. They get a goal, their tails are up. Uh, and if they can just get on the ball And start pressuring Galway Who knows Galway might crack and, and City might concede a second Or Galway might concede a second City might score a second And I just think it, it, it took the life out of the game From a City perspective Like it was a huge goal Huge amount of emotion Went into it Because you, you're, As you're rightly saying Colin, It could have been a league winning goal yeah. the, the fans celebrated like it was uh, The City players Probably celebrated as well Because it's a, it's a big goal inch Top of the table Clash And it took City a while to settle again after that goal went in. And and that's when uh, Galway struck not long after that. I mean, like... Those two goals and two minutes, just two soccer punches um, from from Galway United. And uh, the first goal, probably City should have probably done better. Uh, second goal, I'm not sure too you, you much about it. I mean, oh. like, maybe someone should have been close to Charlie Lines. I mean, like how does a fella get an overhead kick away 18 yards out? Like you know what I mean? Someone should be maybe closer to him and uh, and locked it. But look again just one of those nights City haven't been pulling up trees in the league recently Colm it's been disappointing Um, they've been disappointing um, in the league recently uh, and last night's uh, goal was just um, our last night's game was just another one of that because I mean like you look at their 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 recent league form fair enough a, a, a big win over Waterford last week with that two all draw with Longford and then you're know, barely getting past Ramblers before that a scoreless draw at Waterford before that losing to Treaty mm. I mean like yeah, you've got yeah, that what... six one win over Atnoan Town which looks like a bit of an outlier then like you, you narrow wins over for Wex, uh, Wexford and then going all the way back to, to the scoreless draw with Galway back in July so look. City now have uh, three games left uh, they have to wait three weeks to play their next one which I'm not too sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing if three weeks later their wounds I suppose get some injuries and knocks kind of seen and taken care of um, but like you want to be playing games it's that's the a business big, end it's of the a, season that's a big gap a like, for three, three week,
0: weeks three weeks is a big gap if it was even ten days two weeks you'd say something and Galway will have a two week gap now as well but three weeks is a big gap with their game time they'll surely maybe have to organise some sort of, of friendly or something in the meantime well, I know they the month's so, yeah, senior sure, cup now, on Monday but
3: yeah, I'm sure they play a couple of games behind closed doors. Yep. Um, but, like, you are know, coming back into a column on the 7th of October, and Wexford is not going to be an easy game at all. Wexford were brilliant at Turner's Cross a couple of weeks back. They were absolutely mm. brilliant. And uh, probably deserve to win that game. City fighting back uh, to to draw two all. City probably uh, fortunate to, to get out of that with a draw. So that's not going to be an easy game whatsoever. Then you've got Athlone Town away from home. Where you're thinking right, that 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 should be three points for Corks. And then Bray Wanderers at home to to run things off on the 21st of October. So look, it's it's it definitely not. Um, a foregone conclusion by any stretch of the imagination um, for, for uh, Galway United uh, Treaty United has come down in two weeks time and then they play Athlone Town then they have to go to Wexford and you're thinking hopefully Wexford can do Galway a favour there and then they wrap things up against Longford Town on the 21st of October so look, it's it's certainly all to play for um, you you know how fired up John Coffey is going to have his team after last night's performance after last night's results he'll have the lads running through walls after that and look they're going to be fighting for it they're going to be up for it it's going to be interesting to see what Colin Healy can do in response to get his lads up for it because that was a massive game and uh, I imagine uh, so much effort went into it on the training pitch this week even the lads themselves like knew how big a game it was going into the game and you know, look it, it, that last night's defeat would have taken a lot out of them uh, so it'll be very interesting to see how they respond in three weeks' time against Wexford.
0: Yeah, I think we're probably all a little bit deflated by last night's defeat. But if you, if you look at it logically, and if we had said a couple of months ago that going into the last three games, or even Galway having four games and a game in hand, that you're in that you're in a position where Cork City are seven points ahead, seven points clear at the top of the league going into the last three games, albeit with Galway having a game in hand, I think we'd have all taken that all day long. We'd have bitten your hand off for it but it's just disappointing that it could have been wrapped up last night I think that's that's kind of what's bringing the little bit of disappointment but I mean it's still a great position or Yeah it
3: certainly is and I suppose at the end of the day look two wins for your next three games being you new cup as, as, as champs no matter what all we do. Galway have to own win yeah. all four games in the bounce today have to win two to three so look it's it's it's, it's certainly there to play for Save a better goal difference as well of course so look you might be able to to, to, to that, that, that could be a factor as it well could, as That could end goal. up
0: being as valuable as an extra point come the last day of the season if it, if it comes down to it you know Yes, yeah, they have a, a better goal difference of twelve
3: over Galway United. Galway admittedly with a game in the hand. So look, um, but look, uh, it is very much squeaky bum time for for Cork City, and it is going to be fascinating to see how City responds in a couple of weeks um, against uh, Wexford, who are a very very decent side, as I mentioned. So look, uh, look, yeah, can't wait for for three weeks' time, and look. That that should be a big occasion as well. I'm sure there'll be a massive crowd to turn us across. That'd oh, yeah. be a massive help for Cork City as well. And you'd like to get it done before you play Bray on the final night of the season so the last night of the season will be a celebration and you can have a big party basically against Bray Wanderers in the last night of the season so fingers crossed that will happen
0: Fingers crossed it could pan out like that if you had to say now assuming that Cork City do go on and win the league Roar we've got three fixtures left as you mentioned 7th of October three weeks time is Cork City and Wexford then there's one away game the following week against Athlone Town and then the following week the 21st of October and turn is Cross is Cork City and Bray as you said you'd like that to be a meaningless game the Cork City and Bray game and uh, nothing to worry about there it could be as you say it could be a celebration a relaxation whatever way you want to look at it um so i mean if you could win the wexford game and go up and win in an athlone as well do you, do you see it happening against wexford or is that too soon with galway's uh, fixtures i'm thinking maybe the game it might be a way to athlone where we might win it
3: yeah, it would be, yeah, all things well. I don't think yeah, any Cork City fan will, will care how they win it um, just as long as they win it. That game against Wexford coming up uh, on the 7th of October. <laughs> Sorry, earlier I'd mixed up uh, Wexford and Longford Town. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was thinking of uh, Cork City a couple of weeks back. Yeah. It's been a long season, <laughs> we're feeling, we're feeling <laughs> <excellent>. <laughs> Lot A cr- um, lot of fixtures, a yeah. lot of fixtures, yeah. Yeah, I don't look. I don't think Cork City fans will care how they win it just as long as we win it because you don't want to go through the playoffs, Colin. No, um, no, the playoffs are so so tricky as I mentioned like that Longford Town team are excellent you have Waterford in there and you have Treaty in there so they're all teams capable of beating Cork City and even if you day. get past and
0: them you have to play the Premier Division team as well so it's a, it's a real it's, herpes, it's yeah. like you have to win three games at least yeah, it's huge so look yeah.
3: you go all out you win these next three games you give it everything you can and just win it on the pitch because look uh, and do it yourselves as well. Now hopefully, like you know, we can get favors done for us uh, by Galway United or against Galway United as well. But look, you you want to do it yourselves. You want to take care of your own business. and Start taking three points against Wexford. That eases the pressure somewhat. And then you just go off and win the last two games, and that's it. Look, it, it sounds very simple on paper, Colin. But as you know, as everyone who follows football knows, football rarely is that simple so it'll be immensely seen just uh,
0: what happened Galway's Galway's game in hand is against Treaty um, in two weeks time and they're in a decent run of form actually recently I mean they're they're pretty much secure in the playoff places now they're nine points ahead of Wexford so they will get the playoffs Uh, that's sorted for Treaty Um, and they had a big win in the FAI Cup against Premier Division opposition UCD last night so they're they're in the FAI Cup semi-final so I suppose there's a slight worry there then as well Roar that they'll they'll they have their mind on that with the playoffs uh, with the playoffs yeah. to come and the semi final to come that they mightn't even field the full team against Galway I don't know but I mean you'd have these little worries wouldn't you? Yeah, that's a good
3: point. I actually didn't even think it until you mentioned it. Yeah, so that's another factor um, to think about. Look, City can't worry about what three they're going to do against galway mm. Look, it's, it's City know what they have to do to be Crown League champions. It's in their own hands. It's win yeah. two or three games, seven yeah. points. Yeah, seven points get to at the top of the table. That's that's a fact. Galway United will have a game in hand, but a game in hand is only isn't worth anything unless you put those points on yeah. the board. So City seven points get to at the top of the table. It's not all doom and gloom. Like we would have liked to have been Tom Cork City being champions. We would love to have done a whole hour and Cork City being champions on the show tonight, which would. Be ideal, but we can't. Um, so look, the celebrations are on hold. I still think Cork City will go up as champions. We're just going to have to wait a little bit longer. And I know how impatient Cork people are, so it's, it's hard to wait. We'll do another a another few weeks, but look, Cork City.
0: we'll do that big hour long Cork City show. We'll do two of them the weekend they win it. Um, assuming they do win it, so we're, we're kind of committing to that there now. A big Cork City show when they're when they are crowned champions. Fingers crossed it's more when than if. Uh, just to mention the other end of the table as well, Roar. Uh, Cove Ramblers have actually now slipped to the bottom of the table after last night's uh, results. They were beaten 3-1 in St. Comas Park by Athlone Town. I mean, if it stays like that, they're going to finish bottom of the first division. It's been a very poor season for Cove. They change manager, it's not made a whole lot of difference. There. They're down at the bottom. Um, it's been disappointing, hasn't it?
3: Hugely. And, um, like, I went to see... Ramblers and Galway last week and I'm not joking and people kind of scoffed at me when I said this that Ramblers were the better team last week against Galway United (laughs) they deserved all three points last night and Mikey Rose Sucker Punch denied them that and and it was cruel because Ramblers deserved three points they outworked Galway last week Um, they were better they passed especially in the second half I thought Ramblers were just so so good against Galway and I think that probably took a lot out of them I I interviewed Shane Keegan afterwards he was deflated you could see he was broken from it because he just <laughs> excuse me, he just needed a bit of luck. Yeah for course. And yeah. That luck has just completely run out and luck it's a, a tough job for Keegan coming into a core Ramblers team. And that had been uh, poor uh, from the start of the campaign, really. So I mean, like, he's obviously building towards next year, and one eye on next year. But you still want to be winning games this year's club centenary year. Yeah, you don't want to finish bottom in the club centenary year. Uh, I know they've got the um, the uh, Munster Senior Cup final against Cork City coming up on Monday. Is it Monday, Monday?
0: Monday night. Check, Double yeah. check
3: that. Yeah. It so I mean, will like, be Ramblers will be hoping that they can lift some silverware. Um, on Monday night at St. Coman uh, or at Turner's Cross in the Centenary year it wouldn't be fantastic for Rambers to to, to win a cup in their Centenary we just have something to, to show for their campaign so looking forward to that one but um, yeah it's just look, you're losing to that long term, that long time we've seen that long term come they're very very poor they are yeah. and uh, and just families just couldn't beat them last night and look it's, it's just that kind of just sums up their season to go so close to beating Galway last night to be within 60 seconds of beating Galway last night mm. and then losing to, to Athlone Town just kind of sums up their season but as I said look one senior cup to come on Monday night big chance for, for them to win a trophy uh, in their centenary year which would be absolutely fantastic but look Shane Keegan has a big job he knows how big a job he has to do uh, at uh, Ramblers for next season and it's all eyes on them for next season to see if they can improve and start climbing the table and who knows but in a couple of years they might be pushing for motion again
0: they might indeed and that is Monday night as we said um, in Turner's Cross if, everyone, if anyone wants to go along. It's, it's another Cork derby. I've think people have, uh, I've seen a lot of them this season already with uh, Cork City and Cove in the First Division but it is a, a cup final albeit the Munster Senior Cup final um, which doesn't mean a whole lot to a lot of people in a lot of years but uh, I think it might be nice for Cove this year if they did win it as you say in the centenary year just to get their hands in a trophy but uh, Cork City will be up for it as well on Monday night so that's in Turner's Cross. So a uh, prediction for that Roar, before we go?
3: Uh, I'd love to see, like, the, rom- <laughs> the, the romantic in me wants to see uh, Cove Ramblers winning it in their centenary year. I think it'd be absolutely fantastic. But look, I'm going to
0: sit in the fence for this one. I just want a good game of football. Absolutely. That's, that's the d- diplomatic answer. Listen, Rory, thanks for chatting to us. And uh, we'll, we'll be looking forward to talking about Cork City being champions in a couple of weeks' time, hopefully. Fingers crossed, buddy. Thanks a million. That is Rory uh, talking about Cork City and Cove. So, um, latest in the Premier League now, just before we take a break. And it is... Uh, pretty much half time, I think. Yes, it is just coming up in half time now at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And it is Spurs 2, Leicester City 2. James Madison has just equalised a few minutes ago for Spurs. In fact, it is half time there now. And, uh, Tielemans had given Leicester the lead. Uh, then Harry Kane going back for Spurs. Then Eric Dyer scored, uh, put Spurs 2-1 up and James Madison equalising for Leicester, making it 2 all uh, in the last few minutes there at half time. Now in the Premier League, uh, just three games as we said in the Premier League today. Earlier on, Newcastle won Bournemouth 1 and Man City had a 3-0 win over Wolves, including a goal from Erling Haaland. Again, in 14 goals now in nine appearances this season between the Premier League and the Champions League for Man City. Lots of Gaelic games to come. Before we finish up at 7 o'clock, you're on the big red bench here on Cork's Red FM. The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's Red FM Big Red Bench and we are back after some slight technical difficulties the so Dermot Kennedy saved the day we're back and we are wrapping things up till 7 o'clock and there has been a goal in the Premier League in the last few minutes uh, Spurs back in the lead now it is Tottenham 3 Leicester City 2 57 minutes on the clock there Spurs 3 Leicester 2 and um, it's been back and forth there really has <laughs> every time one of them scores the other one scores you'd expect Leicester to equalise now in the next few minutes and this could be a high scoring game it already is a high scoring game 3-2 as it stands there in the Premier League uh, now we turn our attentions to Gaelic Games and we're going to hear from Rory Noonan he is the chief sub-editor of the Evening Echo or of the Echo as it is now and he spoke to Jeremy McCarthy to discuss the latest round of Cork LGFA Senior Championship results including Adam maintaining their perfect record and finishing top of the Senior Championship Group 2 uh, courtesy of a two-fifteen at 1-6 win over Inch Rovers, also Aeroog defeating Kinsale, Mourne Abbey proving too strong for Valley Rovers and a look ahead as well to Mourne Abbey and Aeroog slash this weekend. Here is Jer chatting to Rory.
1: Now delighted as ever to be joined by the chief sub-editor of echolive.ie and the Echo newspaper, uh, Rory Noonan, back to the big red bench to talk about all things Cork LGFA Club Championships. Rory, you're welcome back again, sir. Thank you very much, Joe. Thank you for having me again. Thank you for taking the time out of your hectic schedule uh, to speak to us. It's been another busy weekend across the grades, but our focus starts as ever on the senior championship and in Group 1, the two heavyweights were in action last week. Uh, the two teams that contested last year's county final. uh Morabie who won it, and Airog, who were runners-up. Airog registering a big win over Kinsale and Mornabby doing likewise over Valley Rovers. No surprises here, Rory, um, and some big scores from the two favourites for this year's championship.
4: No, I mean there would have been predicted wins for the Totem and both have hundred percent records so far this season and really it wasn't it wasn't going to end last weekend. Um I suppose I suppose from a Murray point of view, like the Duran had one of her quieter days. She only got one six last weekend. Like, you know, when you say that like that it's amazing when you say but she only got one six. But but really they were two expected wins, um and they're they are the two powerhouses in in that. And the others really, you know, are, are playing for the lesser places at this stage. There's only one of the matches left, as you know. But really, it, it's more than Abiyero driving on towards a potential meeting again further down the road
1: yeah potentially we're always saying that because you just never know in the ladies football championship but it does look based on the early results and scores especially as you said Darren Sullivan weighing in with 1-6 Kira O'Sullivan her sister getting 7 points Laura Fitzgerald 4 Ellie Jack 3 Deirdre Cronin uh, and Amy are going to be hearing a lot about she got a goal Brito Sullivan got a goal and Mauro Kalinots getting on the score sheet there for them uh, for Mornar being a big win over Valley Rovers Valley Rovers now of course their first year up Rory um, they knew it was going to be difficult they, ov- they obviously knew this was a real real test as, as hard a test as they could have asked for last weekend but there is the senior b championship which offers them a, a, a chance um, at possibly gaining a victory um one senior victory which might just might save their senior status
4: oh yeah uh, i suppose like really you know they're, they're, they're next weekend is it, is it, is it, they're, they're they're finished they just finished. Yeah. they can't actually win they're finished so they can't they're on 00 points unfortunately so it looks like they could be heading potentially into a relegation um, battle with, with Inch. We'd have to get that confirmed maybe a little bit down the road. But I, but my reading of the situation is that Kinsale play for my next weekend. The winners of that will finish third and that will have a bearing on who plays who in the Senior B Championship in, in the semi-finals there. But I think unfortunately for Valleys, they're looking at a potential relegation battle with Inch over for the stage, which really, I suppose, is, is very unfair when you're when you're first season up, you know, and you're, you're going to be up against it. It is coming up a level. Uh, and, and to be possibly facing going back down again straight away is very, it's tough, it's very, very tough. So hopefully that won't happen. But then I suppose on the flip side then, if if that if that uh, predicted match goes ahead, as I think it will be Valley Rovers and Inch, you know, it'll be terrible to see a club like Inch you have a long, long history in this competition going down as well. So really, there's there's no winners in this, no matter what happens with these two at this stage
1: there isn't really I think the saddest thing from Rover's point of view is as Dennis Kiley would tell you himself they haven't been at full strength until just as recently they've had all their players back available again an inch have been missing a few too um, but just so people understand the top two in each of the senior groups groups one and two go into the semi-finals of the senior championship third, fourth and fifth then uh, play off for the senior B championship but those places aren't decided yet but whoever loses in the senior B quarterfinals there'll be two quarterfinals the two losers of those games will go into a relegation playoff the loser of which will drop down to the intermediate grade for 2023. The other game that we just spoke about there, Rory Oak, putting 4.13 up on Kinsale is no mean feat at all. Uh, when you consider, uh, I suppose one of the headlines to come out of it from Kinsale's point of view, Sae Valeria's return, she was out uh, in the United States and, and travelling uh, with the two Kylies from Valley Rovers and a number of other people. Good to see her back. She got on the score sheet with two points. Orla Finn, once again, with two points. Um, and Lorraine, uh, Jenny Murphy with 1-1 for Kinsale. But the form of Oak this year... Um, considering they're they're looking to get back to another county final, having played so well in last year's uh, final and losing to Moran Abbey, uh, they put up a big score, as we said 4 16, seven points coming from Eamon Scalley, then Marie, Marie O'Leary, their full forward at 1 3, Emma Cleary 1 1, Laura Cleary with a point, and Orla Cahalan weighing in with two goals. It looks, as we said earlier on, all signs are pointing towards Aero, possibly getting into another final with Moran Abbey, but this weekend's clash between the two will be very interesting.
4: Absolutely, and, and you 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 wonder with what way they would approach uh, the the match next weekend. Are you going to have maybe a bit of them, um, you know, holding something in reserve and and not, and not playing their full hand? Or are you going to also on the on the other side? You're going to say, well, we're we're going to lay down a marker here. I I, I really think, knowing these two teams, I don't think there'll be too much held back next weekend. And I suppose you have to give them massive massive credit to because you go back to only a couple of years. And they played they played Mornabi in the semi-final and Mornabi put, I think it was 10 goals past them on the day. And from that, they've turned around in, in a very, very short period of time to now be the serious challengers and probably the main challengers to, to Mornabi at this point. I know one or two others will have, will, will, will slightly disagree with me on that. But I mean, from an Aero point of view, you really do must to give a massive credit of what they've done over the last couple of years to turn that around from, a, as I said, a heavy defeat. Only, I think, it's going be three years ago at the stage mm. and to you now be a serious contender for, 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 for our overall honours. But next, next Sunday is going to be a very, very interesting game. And as I said, you know, some people might say they might be a bit coy I think these two are just going to go for it
1: down the back <laughs> I don't think they know any other way to be fair and uh, hopefully <laughs> that would be the case that should be an absolute cracker possible precursor as we said to a county final into group 2 and it's Ahada who have finished their round robin uh games with 4 wins out of 4 mightily impressive stuff from Mahada this this year 2-14 uh, to 1-6 their latest victory over Introvers. and I suppose the talking point from this one uh, yet again Rory was the, some of the scorers involved Hannah Looney's having a great season since coming back she got 1-5 and a certain Amy O'Connor weighed in with 1-2 Yeah
4: Amy 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 has been very impressive since she joined them and as I said like Amy had played football up to a minor level with Cork and was a fabulous soccer player as well in her day. Like so, she's well able, and and she's proving it. Her pace has been something that, that they've added to their attack, you know, which is another another asset for them. And then I suppose if anyone is capable of setting this 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 potential final between Morneave and Aro, then are certainly capable of doing it. And they will they will relish the fact that they will be going in as as, as underdogs into into a semi final. So they look forward to that, and they certainly will 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 you know. Pending, we know after next Sunday who they're playing. Um, but they certainly won't fear either one of them. And they look forward to, to, to getting their hands on, on the, the big two, as we call it, or big two as they have been for the last couple of years. Mm. And as you said, with Amy O'Connor, Looney, the Leahys, rushing feeling you know, ahead of the very, very good squad now and they're the one, they're, they are more than capable of upsetting this potential more more navier year old final down the road.
1: Indeed, and they've been one of the most improved teams in this grade this year so they've a lot to play for a lot to look forward to. 4-4, for, you can't argue with that. The runners-up spotting group Two is still very much open Bright Rovers currently sit there on six points when there are three games but we record this podcast ahead of the match between Clonacilty and St. Val's Clonacilty have three points Val's yet to put a point on the board but the outcome of that Clonacilty-Vals game uh, Rory if Clonacilty win and it's an if but if they win that game they and Bright Rovers are essentially playing off for the second semi-final next weekend when the two sides meet
4: Oh, absolutely, and, and I, w- I would expect Clan to 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 beat Val's. Uh, you know, on, on, on current form, uh, I would think Clan would just be that little bit too strong for Val's. So I think that it will become very much a, a you know winner takes all game between between Clan and Bright next weekend. And if you're Clan going into the Val's match, and you know what's at stake, you know that's that's an added incentive for you at at this point of the season. So they're definitely you know I would think Clan will come through the Val's game, and then as I said, it'll be between Clan and Bright then. And that's going to be a, a fabulous, fabulous challenge, you know. I mean, there are two very, very good sides with, with with them, and it's a question, I suppose, can the clan defence hold the likes of Katie Cork and a couple of others, you know, it, uh, Kearney as well for 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 for, for bride Rovers, Grace Kearney. So I wonder, it's the case can they hold them? Because in terms of the clan, they are a very, very well balanced side and are capable, of, you know, of causing upset on any day to anyone. But I think it could be that that again could be another cracking match next weekend. Uh, two good games well worth seeing next weekend
1: Absolutely, as you said and a uh, still to play for but we'll know the permutations for certain after next weekend's games we'll have a roundup, of course as always on the big red bench Moving to the Intermediate Championship just very quickly Meyer, a side we spoke about last week Rory they put up a 4-12 to 0-6 win over Ross Carberry in Group 1 of the Intermediate Championship last week and what that means is Meyer will be at home in the uh, Intermediate County semi-finals of that total Orla Roach popped up with 3-5 and Lucy Green with 1-1 Sarah O'Brien and Rena Crowley with two points each Ellen Murphy and Niamh McAllen also weighing in there. Uh, Ross Carby do go through to the semi-finals by virtue of the fact that it's a three-team group. But uh, good to see Glanmire always in and around the business end of the championship when it comes to the intermediate. Uh, Rory, as you know, and they'd be looking to go one step further this year.
4: Oh, ab- absolutely, and look, and, I, and as I said in, in previous uh, conversations we've had, you know, like the fact that they played in the senior league this year, I think, has definitely brought them on even more. And they will, you know, they will, they're they're two they're wins so far. Has put them in, in, in a good spot, um, and I've no doubt they will go into the, the, the semi final. You know, ex- with a home advantage, which should potentially see them through to the final. And then it's an interesting thing: who will they be playing? Is is, is the big question because on paper, and I know you haven't mentioned the Jet, but Castlehaven, and um, you know, will, will 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 be will be fancied on the on the other side, and um, Haven will probably be playing Ross Carberry in the semi final, and you know, a battle like that is not going to be one that, uh, that, that either team are going to want to lose. So that should be a very, very
1: interesting game as well. It should and that follows on from last weekend's uh, Castlehaven travelled to our Glen Desmond's Bui in Group 2 of the Intermediate Championship both sides were unbeaten coming into it uh, it didn't get off to the best of starts with Castlehaven but they steadied the ship and they eventually won out 5-16 to 1-12 um, and what that means and, and on the score sheet for them I have to mention here Nevo Sullivan got four goals and a point Moreto Driscoll won six Eilish Bohan three points Rachel Welton two points Grania Sullivan Siobhan Courtney Hannah Sheehy, and Becca Sheehy also uh, contributing uh, again showing the, the depth of the forward talent that they've got at their disposal. Our Glen um, are into the semifinals as we said they will now uh, face Glanmire in Glanmire that'd be difficult for them uh, but it should be a good game but the Castlehaven and Ross game anytime there's a Westcork derby it's always very hard to call but this Castlehaven team Rory are on a roll they're on a roll winning co- uh, county championships at junior level over the last number of years they came through with the hard way against Donies last year in the junior A on free kicks as we've mentioned before but they're just such a well-balanced side it's it, again, we're speculating, but if 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 we if it goes to form, a Glanmire and Castlehaven with the greatest respect to Ross Carby and Eric Glenn, is the final that I think that you would expect from two favourites in this year's championship, and what a game that could be!
4: Absolutely, and uh, and, and you are right. Like it's it's you know that that would be what would be the expected final in a couple of weeks' time. And um, be interesting from a Glenmore point of view, having lost the Clan last year. You know, there was a determination there to get up. But, but, you know, credit to, credit to Castlehaven, as you said, came up from junior last year and, and now knocking seriously on the door of going up senior the, the, the following season. I mean, that's, that's huge for Castlehaven. And like, the, the work they've been putting in down there over the last number of years is paying off. And, it's short, and, and you know, don't rule them out beating, beating Glanmoyer to get to the final, you know. I would mm-hmm. I certainly wouldn't be betting against the Haven if it these two teams end up in the final, you know, I um, it could be another hard look story for for Glanmire because I just think there's a momentum with, with, with Castle Haven there at the moment mm-hmm. and you know, that, that winning momentum and winning mentality that they have could might very well see them true. I know we're going down the road as mobile well when I say that, but you know, I would be um it I would be slightly favouring the Haven to come true altogether even at this stage in the end there.
1: Indeed, one of the more interesting championships as ever is the intermediate one and just quickly behind it we finish up this week with a look at the Junior A Championship and a three-way tie at the top Naverbonne Dohanies and O'Donovan Rossa all on six points and that's because Neva travelled to Douglas and won 4-5 to 0-8 last weekend while Dohanies entertained Bera uh, in Dunmanway and uh, they won that game uh, comprehensively three fourteen to 0-4. Interesting there to note as well um, that uh, uh, Anya Theria Sullivan lined out for Bera and got three of their four points but it was Melissa Duggan, Ruth Collins and Noel O'Mahony who each got 1-1. This is a very interesting championship Rory because as I said there's three teams on six points the top two only go through to the final so this weekend's game between Neva Vaughan and O'Donovan Ross who are joint top is a huge one for both clubs
4: well, absolutely and, and I mean uh, you, you mentioned Donny's there as well you know they, the, the way they lost out last year a, you know they will want to be uh, making sure that they, they, that doesn't happen this year and they get back up so like to pick a winner out of, out of the junior championship is almost impossible at this stage <laughs> and you know you you, run, you you know they win the lottery to I pick the <laughs> winner there at the moment is going but that said as you said, next weekend we'll tell a lot, and we'll be we will have a we'll have a clearer picture come next week of where of where we're at with everything. But that that should be another very very entertaining game next weekend.
1: It should indeed. Lots to talk about. Lots to look forward to this weekend in terms of throwing times. Uh, corkladiesfootball.com website has a fixture section there where you can go online and see what games are coming up. But, um, you're probably your club homepage on Facebook or on social media will have updates. If there are changes to the throwing times this weekend, have a look because the headline act, as we said already, we talked about it is the Moran Abbey Aero Clash. That was going to be some game, but there's lots of games going across all the grades and below the junior A grade as well.